0: Welcome to The New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal, to provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here, and welcome to The New Man Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I am, oh, I've been really loving this series we're doing here. We're, we're going through the Ultimate Recovery Guide, uh, which is really an ultimate guide for porn recovery specifically, and it's just um, a little ebook designed to give you some really practical ways to get started on your journey to recovery, or if you've already started, it is a practical way for you to further the recovery journey so uh it's been really fun i'm enjoying going through this and i've gotten some great feedback from you guys so far so big thanks to those of you who have um yeah who have got the recovery guide and uh and to those of you who have left some feedback i appreciate the love you you have no idea i mean guys honestly when you are on the other side of the mic here and you're recording podcasts regularly i usually do these in my office um it can feel lonely, right? And then, and then you're you're doing your best to serve people, but sometimes you don't even know if what you're doing is helpful. Um, so when people reach out, like I think there's a part of me that's just like, oh wow, I'm like I'm connecting with my listeners. This is so cool. This is so fun. And uh, and then there's the other side of it, which is like, oh wow, and I'm getting feedback, or I'm getting some input, or people are asking questions, and you know, just showing me that they they care, and it it just it it really uh, it means the world to me. So. A big thanks to those of you who have already done that so far and, um, and hey, if you haven't yet, you can reach out anytime. Uh, your encouragement and your feedback means the world to me. So uh, what I want to do today is close out the series and uh, just talk about what you can do with this guide after you get your hands on it uh, because you know, it's it's fun to like you know do five episodes on this. Uh, go to the website, you download your guide, and then, of course, the question is, what after that? And we can talk a little bit about that because, you know, a, a guide is a really good start. It's a really good place to go, um, kind of, you know, to just further your journey. But there, are, there's more. There is more you can do, and you might feel like, hey, this was nice, but I want to take it a little bit further. We're going to go through that at the very end. So if you haven't been listening to the series, uh, just a quick refresher. Let's go through the first four best practices. Number one is do not do this alone. Invite trusted people into your journey. Best practice number two, focus on the internal. The external will take care of itself. Best practice number three, monitor internal progress. Do not focus on the external. Number four is understand that God is equally in the aspects of recovery. Those that are overtly spiritual and those that are seemingly less, like the emotional, mental, social, etc. Now, today we are talking about best practice number five, and each of these best practices is done in conjunction with a mistake, a mistake that is classically made. And the mistake we're looking at today is self-deprecation. Now, I, man, I, I think if I could really give my life, and I'll only preach one subject, only give one talk, only pick one area of the recovery journey to focus on, it would probably be this one. Because what we're really talking about is identity. And I love me a good identity talk. Now, this isn't going to be an identity talk, don't worry. Uh, I, I really don't believe in like being super preachy on my podcast. Um, there are other places where I can do that. But I, I'm i really passionate about the subject. That's really what I'm trying to say. Now, my, my whole mantra for this really is because... Um, Well, actually, before I give that away, let me just say, you are intrinsically valuable. And one of the biggest lies that we believe as men is that our value comes from what we do, you know, what we can accomplish, our ability to provide for our families or for our kids, um, our ability to get raises and bonuses and promotions at work, you know, our ability to perform well at sports or perform well academically. Our ability to be, you know, in really good shape or to grow a business. You know, the, the list goes on and on, you know, how much we can pray, how involved we are at church. I mean, it, it could be really good things or really bad things, but one way or another, men frequently buy into the lie that their value and their worth is determined by what they do. And it is a lie. And if you don't believe me, just ask yourself how you feel after you slip that is usually a pretty good indicator of where your identity is really anchored. One of the things that I had to work really hard on in my recovery journey was learning from my slips without beating myself up. And that, that is a, an art, like it doesn't happen overnight, but if you really are intentional and you let the Holy spirit guide you and even, even speak to you about it, you will be amazed, amazed at where it takes you. Now, where I always come from, this is what I was trying to say earlier, I I have a mantra around this and it is based on Romans 8.1 that simply says this, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So it is a mistake to self-deprecate, to say, oh, I'm never going to make it. I'm a worthless piece of whatever. Uh, I'm a hopeless addict. I don't even like, I would say, don't ever call yourself an addict. That's not a good look on you it's not a good identity. You are not an addict. Yes, you may have an addiction. Um, Yes, you may be struggling with an addiction. That does not define who you are. We are not defined by what we do. And one of the biggest mistakes you can make is self-deprecate, is just say, yeah, I'm just an addict. That's just the way it is. Um, You know, I'm just, I'm worthless. I'm a pervert, whatever it might be. Now, there's two reasons you don't do this. Number one, you cannot out-behave your if you're an addict, that only gives you one choice for your behavior, and it's to stay addicted because addicts addicts don't, don't recover. Addicts are not void of addiction. If you were void of addiction, you wouldn't be an addict. So how can you be an addict and stay an addict the rest of your life? That just seems silly to me. Secondly, if you believe you're a pervert, okay, so let's say you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm just some low life. I'm just this wretched man. I'm a big perv and that's kind of the label that you wear, then guess what? You will watch porn by faith because you have channeled your beliefs into the statement that you are a pervert. And what do perverts do? Well, they do perverted things. So you have used your precious faith to purport an identity that works against your very desires to get free of porn and to live the life that God's made you to live. So this is just silliness and this is why I'm so passionate about the subject because I think we do it almost without realizing it. You know, like the enemy kind of just causes us to fall into these things a little bit and and without realizing it, we are believing his lies and we are violating the very truth that God speaks about us. So that is the classic mistake of self-deprecation and it is offset by best practice number five, drum roll please, ladies and gentlemen, form a godly identity. Form a godly identity. Now, I know that's not super granular. Like That's kind of a broad thing like, okay, Cynthia, form a godly identity. How? Now, I didn't get super far into this because I think there's lots of different ways you can do that. There's lots of different ways to form a godly identity. But what you always want to look for is where is the element of unconditional acceptance? if your sense of identity does not have that in the mix then you do not have a sense of identity so the best thing you can do for yourself is to form a godly identity and a godly identity is always marked by his unconditional acceptance of you i mentioned in one of the earlier podcasts this week that i used to be a professional musician so you know of course you rub shoulders with other professional musicians and uh, one of my closest friends, who is—he um, never really did it professionally, but he is probably the most gifted musician that I know or have like a, a personal connection with. He was talking one time about uh, church, you know, and just uh, doing music at church, and you know, just the the stuff that goes through the head of a musician. Which uh, honestly, that should probably be another podcast altogether. Uh, it's it's fascinating, um, but it can be it can be a real mental struggle sometimes, and. He he was telling me, you know, when I play guitar, he was a guitar player. When I play guitar, and you know, I kind of hit that bum note, or I, I don't, you know, I don't kind of uh, get a part out as cleanly as I know I can in practice. I'm always bummed because I know that God's just up there saying, ah, oh, you know, uh, I won't use his name, um, but ah, oh, man, you know, you you were so close, you know, like you you were you almost gave me your best, and I thought, man, what a what a terrible terrible way to worship because that is that is the complete opposite of how God feels about us. He, he accepts us before we even breathe our first breath and certainly he accepts us before we make a mistake, whether it's on stage, off stage, at a church, uh, you know, in a different venue. Like it doesn't matter what the stages or the platform. God loves and accepts you and he is delighted in the work that you do. And this is a huge part of the recovery journey, because if your identity is based on your behavior and what you do, then you have no hope of recovering your identity as long as you struggle with porn. And so we, we kind of think, oh, well, you know, I'll get free of porn and then my identity will be solid. But it is actually the counterintuitive approach that yields the results. It is when you formulate a godly identity that you then recover from pornography. And part of that means understanding that God loves you and accepts you in your brokenness, in the the flaws and the failures and the shortcomings and the repeated mistakes and the, the desires to recover, but just not being able to pull it off and the empty promises, this is the last time, but then it happens again. In all of those things, God loves you unconditionally. His thoughts about you do not change. They're not phased by your shortcomings or your relapses. So forming a godly identity, to me that is the crux of all recovery and it is the crux of all success in life. We are only as successful as we are loved by God. And so when you can really walk in the fullness of his love for you, you become incredibly successful. And that's going to it's going to change who you are like we always talk about here. We are about transformation of the man because transformation of the man will lead to recovery from pornography. It's just a matter of time. So that is why we emphasize this and it's why I want to encourage you wherever you are in your recovery journey. One of the best things you can do is form a godly identity. This is where we find the best results. Now, let me just uh, read a, a scripture here to tie this thought together. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Okay, this is Paul writing, so it's a little bit you know extended and verbose and um, i read new king james version so what can i say i'm a bit of a purist that way although if you're a true purist you will scoff at that remark because you probably are a king james reader but anyway i digress now this is the, the part i really want to emphasize and you okay he's talking to the saints of Colossa, and this has an application to us as well we're, we're the saints of 2021 on planet earth um, and you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. Okay, wicked works like, oh, I don't know, looking at pornography as an example. You were once alienated and enemies in your mind. So again, do you see that in your mind? Not actual enemies, but enemies in your mind based on what you believed about who you were and what was possible for you because of your wicked works. Now, okay, that's that's a great word. That's a great word in the sentence. Now, okay, you were once alienated and enemies, but now... Jesus has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you. Now, listen to this. This is how God presents you. Pardon me. This is how Jesus presents you to the Father. To present you as holy, blameless, and above reproach in his sight. Now, if you really catch that, what it's saying is, at one point, there was a reason for you to validate being disconnected from God, an enemy, because of your wicked works. That was the Old Covenant. But now, because of the shed blood of Jesus, because of what he's done for us, we are no longer seen that way. We are no longer judged by our wicked works. Instead, we are presented as holy, blameless, and above reproach in his sight. So when God looks at you, he's not looking at the dirty slate. He's not looking at the history of mistakes. He's not looking at the flaws and failures or the shortcomings. God is looking, and all he sees is somebody who's holy, blameless, and above reproach. Now, you might be saying, Sathya, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've been through. There's no way God sees me that way. Yeah, there is. There is. Th- this is his choice. This is how he wanted things to be carried out. Now, again, it's, it is not an excuse to stay in sin or in problematic behavior. And I'm not trying to suggest that. I'm not like, hey, you can just go sleep around and watch all the porn you want. And it's okay because at the end of the day, God's just going to present you as holy, blameless, and above reproach in his sight. Let's not forget that our faith has to be worked out daily. These are things that we work. We, we become more holy. The, the goal is always that we become more like God. The question is never what can I get away with. As soon as you ask what can I get away with, what you are communicating is that you are more important than the relationship that you have with God. And if you ask that in a marriage, what can I get away with? You're communicating that you are more important than your marriage. You care more about your own needs than the success of the marriage. And similarly, in your relationship with God, we don't want to ask, you know, what can I get away with? Instead, we want to ask, what is going to help me grow in this relationship and become more like the one who has saved my soul? And I, anyways, I just I, I wanted to say that because I, I don't want this to get misconstrued. But the reality is when God looks at you right now in this moment, he sees you as holy, blameless, and above reproach. That is how he sees you. And he's not going to change his mind. So um, that is really good news. It's good news for me. Uh, honestly, that scripture, guys, that scripture, I I read through this scripture all the time, meditated on it, journaled about it, thought about it, prayed about it. I mean, that statement like holy, blameless and above reproach, that statement just, it, it reverberated in my bones, you know, and I, I wanted to internalize that as deeply as I possibly could. And as I did, it, it was a major catalyst in my transformation. So I really want to encourage you, um, you are seen as holy, blameless and above reproach. And the more that you walk in that, uh, the better you will be in your recovery journey. Now, I promised that, um, well, actually, sorry, I'm just, I'm jumping, I'm jumping. I get excited and then I jump. Um, If you have not downloaded a copy of the Ultimate Recovery Guide yet and you want to, you can go to www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com and you will have this delivered to your inbox in a moment. So in just a few short seconds, you can have your copy of this, you can read through it in its fullness and you can further your freedom and your journey to recovery. Now, I wanted to talk just a little bit at the end here, Uh, I'll just take a few minutes, and talk about what you can do with this guide. So here's the deal, nobody has gotten free of porn reading a book, but people have gotten free of porn because they read a book. So in other words, uh, reading the book itself is not gonna set you free, it's taking the applications and executing them consistently, that's really gonna be much more effective for your recovery journey. If there is one thing that you do, okay, let's say you're like, Sathya, I'm overwhelmed. I don't want to do your five best practices because that's too much for me. I just want to do one. So lay it on me, bro, which is the one practice that I should do. I would say don't do it alone. Bring other people into your journey. And the reason I think that's the most important and probably going to help you the most long term is because you can do the other things more effectively when you do that one. You can kind of, you know, focus on heart matters, but do it alone. And it will be effective, but not as effective. You can avoid street counting and monitor your internal progress. You can make sure you don't over-spiritualize the problem and understand God's in, you know, everything else. And you can avoid, um, you know, what we talked about today, the self-deprecation and forming and instead forming a godly identity. But when you do all this in the context of community and other people with you, all of this just gets taken to another level because you have the accountability. You have somebody you can bounce ideas off of, and you know if you do a group, uh, you know you join a program and you get into some group coaching, then you have other guys that you can learn from and that you can impart to, and that goes a really long way in the recovery journey. So I just want to encourage you, um, yeah, I want to encourage you. Just if you're really going to take this seriously. Apply these things in the context of community. That is going to add gasoline to the fire of porn recovery. Now, lastly, I just want to say that if you are looking to maybe get more wisdom, more insights like this, uh, there's two things that you can do right away. You can subscribe to this podcast where we will continue to give you great content every weekday. And you can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, The New Man Report, and that's where we offer Uh, Just weekly insights on the research findings, uh, the best practices that we're seeing in our own ministry here, and really it's just meant to give you some really practical ways for you to get free and we try to send that out every week. In fact, we do send that out every week. We haven't missed one yet since we started. So, um, that is my encouragement to you, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You can probably tell I'm running out of gas a little bit here. Um, need a swig of water, but I, uh, I, I am cheering you on. I so appreciate you listening. And uh, remember, you can go to the. Uh, pardon me, not the. Uh, you can go to Ultimate Recovery Guide com to get your hands on this guidebook that is going to be a tremendous help to you and to your long-term recovery. Thanks so much for listening, cheering you on. We'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Me Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.